welcome to ladies gentlemen and that beautiful rainbow in between to the too late update podcast the download festival special review hey. uh, we have got some special guests today uh few that have joined us before and a few that are new um to offer a comprehensive review of the festival we didn't just get send one person to go we said five <laughs> right uh so firstly friend of the podcast been on a few times dan hello how are you doing good to be right. back yes uh we also have uh claire who joined us for the mac fest review last year hello and we have two new people uh heather do you want to introduce yourself hello i'm heather right, there we go and pete hi <laughs> both excited to be here with you yeah and I'm doing yeah. my traditional opener for of ice cream because it annoys Matt, but Matt's not here, so I don't know why I've done it. <laughs> snacks, snacks the podcast. Didn't yeah. you say that he's, he's going to be editing it, though, so he gets to see it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it'll annoy him in future instead. Yeah. <laughs> right. So for those not in the know, Download Festival is the biggest rock and metal festival in the UK, um, and this year was its super-duper 20th anniversary spectacular. So yeah. instead of a three-day festival, it was a four-day festival, which didn't nearly break us all at all. <laughs> still suffering from it now. Yeah. I'm still coughing up dust. Yeah, yeah. still yeah. coughing up dust. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. But, uh, yeah I think there, there's going to be plenty of muting just to, uh, between the coughs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I leave them all in. It's part of the authentic yeah. mode experience. Hacking <laughs> your guts up for a week. Yeah, I said we sounded like the, um, the, the miners' infirmary. <laughs> at the end of the weekend, just coughing constantly. Yeah. Felt like it's, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you normally expect to have a sore throat from thing in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this year was four days, extra day added. Um, so we're just going to go through the lineup as we saw it. Um, so the first act we saw, we'll we'll say Cherry Bombs, not really a music act. Yeah, it's it's just like a dance routine set to music, really, isn't it? It's the sort of thing that used to be in the. Uh, the doghouse at night which you know but they're a very famous version of it aren't they so uh, it wasn't for me i think is what i'll say very very talented but yeah i don't i don't know what it added really yeah. um so the Again. first music act the the band to open up the festival was cancer bats yeah. who were supposed to open up the 10th one but they weren't they didn't because of they didn't they opened the arena late because it was absolutely shelling it down so this was nice that they got to do this. Um, yeah, and a great band to open up the festival. Yeah, because you're right, they, they were meant to open up the festival one year and uh, it was the year when they had to open everything late because of the rain. Billy Talent brought them out on stage to play a song or two on the main stage, which was lovely. But yeah, they finally got the chance to do it. And the sound wasn't great at first, but I understand that they were using somebody else's instruments and equipment and stuff. So uh, were they? that could be why, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was an error with their own equipment. So they actually had to borrow equipment from a band that was on the fourth stage this year. I'm not sure the band's name, yeah. but I mean, they probably just couldn't get their equipment there. Um, was but... it Graphic Nature? Because the guy yes. from Graphic Nature came out. Yeah. Yes, it was. It so was Graphic Nature. Yeah. They So they had to borrow someone else's equipment in order to, to play. Which may be why the levels weren't quite right at first. But to be honest, they got it right within the first three or four songs. Yeah. And then it sounded great. So, uh, yeah, and they were 
typically brilliant. Great way to open the festival after a stressful start. Which, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Great, great, amazing, amazing well, set, and um, even um, the ending um, they they try carry it on. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. oh, that's right. they yeah. say that they're a hardcore punk band and really they just proved it with the just defiance of refusing yeah. to get off the stage despite being over their time, really. They switched off and you could still hear him screaming, Hail Destroyer. Yeah. Over <laughs> the drums, yeah, that's right. That's great. And there was, there was dragging the amps off and there was literally there still playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, class act, always are. Not, not quite like at sort of Reading in 2010 where... He was he was sat stood on, sat on the stage with a megaphone trying to go. I want to sing Paradise City. <laughs> no, you turn up an hour late. This is what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe it wasn't their fault because again, there must have been all sorts of setup issues if they were using yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. Kit, so, do you reckon they do that to the first band on every year as a warning to the other bands? <laughs> I I think there's this definitely is something to it because there are a few other bands that went over and mm. were not cut off. Yeah, it's very true. Right, so next, uh, Dan and I saw the Bronx. Anyone see anything different? Uh, we um, went to see Tigress. Yeah, me, me and Heather saw Tigress. How were they? They were good. They're a um, British rock band, female-fronted. Um, they're good. Um, they've not released a huge amount of music, so they used to go under a different name. They used to go under the Hype Theory. And they were a lot more sort of pop punk kind of feel under that name. And I think they kind of, they're trying to branch away from that, be a bit more sort of serious rock. Yeah. And the, the lead singer's voice is phenomenal every time I've seen them. But I think that she's just, um, I think they're trying to find their feet again after sort of a shift. But it's been a few years now, but it, it always has a feel of sort of up and coming always whenever I've seen them. Oh, sounds good. I've never heard of myself, so I'll have, uh, have to check them out. Yeah. yeah, so we, we went to see, uh, Dan and I went to see The Bronx, who are a uh, American punk band. I think American. Yeah, like yeah. New York hardcore, yeah. old school. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's the scene they came from, I think. Yeah, um, another really great opener to the festival, really. Um, yeah, well, came... they're another consistently good band. Yeah, so... the lead singer, who I don't know his name, so I'm going to call him Ian Bronx. Um, that is, weirdly, I think that's right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ian. Apart from when he's in Mariachi El Bronx, where he's Ian Mariachi El Bronx. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's um, his maiden name. Yeah. Yeah. He, it, I've got it here. He just says that he's known as Mariachi El Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. He came and did a couple of songs in the crowd, which is sort of a usual thing he does, which is really cool. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant drummer, Cecil Bronx. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you want to get a crowd going, Get the Bronx in. It's not as nice well, that Cadsabats and Bronx are on the second stage as well, because I, I think in previous years they probably would have been relegated to the not relegated, but would have been on the third stage. So definitely some and out in the sunshine. Uh, Sorry, Heather. It was, there was definitely some interesting staging like choices for bands this year. Yeah, there often is a download. I think. I think inter this year interesting in a good way, which we probably mm. build on throughout the uh, yeah. the weekend. Uh, so next, I went to see a bit of Hundred Reasons. Anyone go see something different? No, I was at Hundred Reasons. It was uh, second stage again. Yes. And 
very good a band i haven't seen since they released their first album was back when yeah. i was at university in 2001 or something yeah th this is very much an early 2000s band they were they were big like ideas above their state ideas above your station is one of those early noughties like standout albums um one of the ones that like people refer to as the that in the post hardcore boom um so i went to see 100 reasons in 2004 and biffy clyro supported them this is how old wow yeah um yes so yeah i stayed for 20 minutes and then went to see aa williams but it was a really good 20 minutes i would have stayed longer but they're at trees as well so yeah, I, I I stayed a bit longer, more sort of half and half, and uh, they again exactly. Sorry, sorry. and they they played uh, "Falter," which is one of the songs I remember yep. singing along to back when we saw them at the Birmingham Academy back in the day, and it was it's nice. They were they were good, but it was a nostalgia thing for me. I enjoyed it because it's been a long time. Yes, uh, but to say they have released an album this year, which is it's a good album, so it's not it's, it's yes. purely. Um, this is sort of a sister of a down nostalgia tour. Um, so yeah, AA Williams, yeah, I went to see it in the fourth stage. Um, seen AA Williams quite a lot. She's brilliant once again. You were a bit worried about her voice carrying. Um, there, there were a few times in the fourth stage where you could hear what was going on on the main stage of the weekend. Yeah, it's only because it's very dynamic. There's a lot of stuff that's very slight and quiet. And sort of as I feared, when it really went down to this very quiet moments, you could just clearly hear the main stage cutting across the tent, unfortunately. So it's, uh, it's a tricky one for her, a uh, loud festival-like download, but it was brilliant. Always brilliant. Uh, did everyone else go see Hailstorm at this point? Yes, I did, yeah. yes. Yeah, I was at the seen Hailstorm as well. How were they? They just never fail to impress. Hailstorm never fails to impress. There's just, Lizzie Hale is just a, a phenomenon every time. I don't um, think I've ever seen them disappoint at any show or festival that I've seen them at. Yeah, so it's, she's just brilliant. I think she carries the rest of the band. I, th I don't know who else. You could put anyone behind her, I think. I, I, I think the brother brings, obviously, some comedy value when he does his solo. Um, his solo act with the drums and... Uh, he does the roll. He does the rolling on the drums, and then he rings out the big sticks. <laughs> like playing. Yeah, I mean, it's a good funny moment. But I think, really, if you're just talking musically, I think she is the talent in that yeah. band. Whereas if you took her vocals out there and put a mediocre singer in, I'm not sure they would be as good. I think it's definitely her that is the driving force behind that band being so good. Yeah, I will also say to note for, for AJ on the drums, um, he's also very involved in the songwriting as well. Yeah, fair enough then. Yeah, but how, I, I would... How big a crowd did they have? Because I've noticed they, in about 2019, they were going to arenas and then their latest tour was a bit lower, but I got the impression it was a really big crowd. I think it was quite a substantial yeah. crowd, really. I mean, the last time I saw them at Download was, the last time I saw them was 2019, and they were on second stage, and they had been put up to main stage this year. Well, they headlined the second stage then, didn't they? So Yes, they did. Yeah, so it's, yeah, generally quite a comparable slot. Good. Uh, so after that, uh, Dan and I went to see Pussifer, which probably brings the prize to the weirdest set of the weekend, maybe? Yeah, very interesting. It's it's uh, again just 
quickly, it's Maynard James Keenan, frontman of Tool, one of his weirder side projects. And it was a lovely chance to see him close up because it's one of the few bands he's in where he uh, comes to the front of the stage and makes a show of himself. But it's sort of in character as this secret agent trying to catch aliens. And that side of it, for me, strays a little bit close to the sort of evil scarecrow type thing, unfortunately. But um, the music was just lovely. It sounded great. I mean, the sound on that second stage is brilliant, but the uh, the sort of synthy minimalist music they play carried really well i thought it sounded great i was never seen them before and i was uh really impressed love to see them again the the, the shenanigans of the night before was making me fall asleep a little bit to this and i don't think that's a slight on the band it's more to do with lack of sleep so and, and this this tended to be the one that had the late least energy but purposely so but it is, it's, it's very minimalist and uh retro isn't it in a sort of stand back and appreciate way rather than a bang your head with, with weird brilliant. skits and yeah this i could have done without the skits that was the only thing i don't like the aliens coming on stage and chasing them around with the ray gun it's all very funny but the music's too good to be dressed up in those clothes i think i think it was uh it, on the whole i really enjoyed um so after that we caught a bit of alter bridge heather pete did you what did you see now state champs yeah oh, how the state champs so they're very good. They're always very, very bouncy, skater, pop punk feel. Um, like for me, it was kind of a bit, I say nostalgic, but they've only been going since 2010. So I don't know how nostalgic it could be. But, um, well, we'll, we'll, I mean, Pendulum was a nostalgia fest, and that was a 2009 yeah. band. So. Yeah, but they're very, they're very big in the sort of like, um, I say a bit later than that, I'd say like 2000. 16 i was this is the more but they're very sort of in the kind of the group with like a lot of the emo bands and um but they're just they're always incredibly high energy and just considering they were on third stage there was a surprisingly big crowd for them um not as big as some of the other bands that probably shouldn't have been on third stage that weekend but um they're always just a fun listen they're always incredibly high energy and you just they just make you want to move um, I think that the the lead singer's got, um, I think his name's Derek, has got a really good, good crowd control. Yeah, oh, brilliant. Cool. Again, not, not one I've ever seen live myself. So, yeah, yeah there, was a, there was another, uh, there's a sort of a three-way clash at this point. It's Alter Bridge, well, four-way, Alter Bridge, State Champs, Skin Dread, and Perturbator. Yeah. So we, we call 20 minutes of Alter Bridge. I was a bit gutted about this one because I really wanted to watch all of Alter Bridge's set, but um, we'd seen Perturbator at Art Tangent last year, and it, he was brilliant. So, well, the bit of Alter Bridge I saw was was brilliant. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, they they, they were playing great. My great two favourite songs in that short. I couldn't have yeah. had a better moment to wander over to the stage when they were playing. It was, it was ideal. Yeah. So, what did you think of Perturbator? I absolutely love Perturbator. It's wonderful. It's an ex-black metal musician who's turned that energy and changes a pace to like synth wave eight is dance music it's this mad combination he's windmilling his long hair like he's in the, still in the black metal band playing something that should be on a 80s action film soundtrack it's amazing absolutely captivating and i don't know if i've seen him when we saw him at like Arcangel. i can't remember if he had a live drummer or not but at download he had a live drummer as well and it just made so much difference it was wonderful 
I would go and see him again in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. The, the only shame was that I think it may have been better if it had been after the, after the sun had set. Yeah, that's right, because he had this uh, laser show that was clearly brilliant, but a little bit uh, lost in the bright, hot sunshine that we had that day. Mm. Yeah, but a mate, what a performer. What a legend. Uh, it's amazing. Right. Did anyone else see anything before Metallica? I think that's everything. Yeah, so one of yeah, the that, big that's, hooks... That's, yeah, that's sorry, Pete. Seen. I was just saying, yeah, that's all we've seen. Yeah, so one of the big hooks this weekend, the reason it was it was another day, was Metallica were doing two sets, um, which they've been doing in America last year. So they're going to do two unique sets across two days. Um, so this was the first one. Uh, it has been nine years since I've seen Metallica, which prior to that, I think I saw them pretty much every year, at least once. Um, so this was a... Yeah, really excited about this, going into it. Um, and I don't think they disappointed. Well, maybe I should just get my bit out of the way first, because I was a bit. I mean, they, they open with <clears throat> Seek and Destroy into Harvester of Sorrow, into Leper Messiah, which... Right, it, was creep, it was Creeping Death was first. Oh, was it Creeping Death, Leper Messiah, Harvester? The, the, the teenage me was screaming in excitement. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was outstanding. I just lost myself in it, really. They were amazing, as always. Yeah, it was a really... Uh, we'll, we'll get on to... We'll, we'll probably do a thing about uh, Thursday night's set list versus Saturday night's, but this this was a really, really, really uh, great set list. Um, yeah, marvellous. Le- Leper of Messiah, King Nothing, Lux Eterna, Scream of Suicide, Fade to Black, Sleep All My Life Away, Orion, Nothing Else Matters, Sad But True, The Day That Never Comes, Blacken, Fuel, Seek and Destroy, Master of Puppets. It's, you, it, if you would just see them for one night, you'd have been happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. And also, there's a couple of songs in there from 72 Seasons, which I'm not, I'm not sold on. three, yeah. Yeah, but they all sounded really good live. I thought it was, uh, it really translated well into that set. And yeah, just a faultless live band. Yes. Um, Despite some of the stage patter, <laughs> <coughs> yeah, yeah, well, did, did but, you Lars know he's always start... been a bit wooden with that and the old uh, James Hetfield. Yeah, did Lars scare a child or something. I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one moment when he saw um, it was talking about the new album, and he just went, "I'm still not sure about the yellow." <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> yeah. is is this the time? <laughs> Heather, a bit. I know you left a bit early. What did you did, did you enjoy Metallica for what you saw? I mean, this is the, f- the first time I've ever seen Metallica, and it's one of those bands that's kind of like it's almost on the tick list the mm. things you need to see. And I'm not going openly not a huge Metallica fan generally, but I have to say, even just watching them, there's just the stage presence and the performance. It's just it's undeniable. Even if you could sit there and even if you don't like Metallica objectively, which I do like them. They're just not up there for me. I think even sort of objectively doesn't like them would just watch that show and just be taken aback anyway. Yeah, the scale of it, isn't it? I mean, you you can't not... Uh, well, I'll be saying something similar about one of the other headliners, that the the the, the scale of a download headline performance ele- elevates things to something really special. And Yeah. yeah. So the, the only disappointment is that they didn't... They, they ended with Master Puppets, but they didn't somehow engineer it, so they were on a, like... A wrecked like <laughs> camper van with loads of bats being released. Just yeah, too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on the next tour. Yeah, 
<laughs> well, I don't think it's safe to release a load of bats into a crowd, but that, that's how COVID happens. <laughs> Mind you, another we lockdown. We've eliminated COVID. All right, well, let's, elite, let's, let's put those bats into the crowd. <laughs> right. just wore the wig. But, um, yeah, yeah, he could have done. But that would have been his hair in the... Yeah. That would have been his hair in the in the eighties anyway. Yeah. Um but right. yeah, for, for a bonus day, that Thursday was phenomenal. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Right. Shall we move on to the, the Friday, the usual start day? Yep. Um weather was still hot. It was uh even hotter on the Friday. Um and speaking of Metallica, so when I first listened to this band, I didn't realise there was anything to do with uh Metallica, but yeah, we, I went to Taipei, Houston first. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's Lars. Is it? It's Lars's sons, isn't it? Yeah, Lars Ulrich's two sons doing a sort of electronic indie two-piece indie rock two-piece. Is they're quite, they're quite Jack White. Yeah, but they're good really, Jack really good, really, yeah. really good. Yeah, I mean, I only found out who they were from um, reading about it on the download website, so uh, it was news to me as well, but. I liked them a lot. Yeah, I'd listened to the album last year without knowing who they were, and I was like, "This is really good." Yeah, it was in my long list for the the top twenty. So, um, yeah, really good. Uh, the I think it's a bass guitar and a drummer, and uh, a lot of char- a lot of charisma. Mm-hmm. And it was quite fun watching the drummer because this is me going to I'm going to nerd out now as someone who's tried to learn the drums. <laughs> um, but you could see Lars Ulrich all over his playing. The way he hit the drums, the little way he moves his head and stuff when he hits the ride cymbal. It's like, yeah, I can see who your dad is. He's had a, a pretty decent drum teacher, that guy. I think that's uh, probably helped him along a bit. He even sat down, though. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Dad, I'm going to do something a bit different from what you're going to do. What you're going to do is like, well, I'm going to stay seated. <laughs> what? Part of drumming is getting up every five seconds. Anyway. Yeah, they were very, very good. Other people, what time did you come in on the arena on the Friday? Uh, we we were there from the beginning. We just um, we went to see Stand Atlantic. Oh yes, yep. how were they? Uh, they were good. They opened the main stage. They're yep. um, an Australian pop punk band. Um, again, uh, female fronted. I like to compare them to early Paramore. Oh, that sounds good. Um, but I was I was really impressed. I did not expect them to hit as hard as they did that early on in the the day which i probably shouldn't have after seeing cancer bats the day before Mm. but they just really came in with just high energy and i think i've wanted to see them for a very long time but they just haven't really been in the uk so when they were coming over to play i was that was (coughs) my must-sees of the the entire weekend um and they didn't disappoint at all it was it was great yeah brilliant uh, so what did you see after that? Um, me and Heather went separate ways at that point. I went to go and see Red Hook, and you saw Smash Into Pieces. I saw Smash Into Pieces, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know either of those. What What are Red Hook like? So Red Hook is kind of, I'd say maybe metalcore. They're a female lead singer. Um, yeah, um bit of scream in it um but she had very good presence on the stage um i enjoyed the music was really good uh she, she got a pit going and she went and joined and carried on singing in the middle of the pit 
So <laughs> quite, quite a bit of that this weekend. Was yeah, there was quite quite a bit of that, but uh, that she was the first one that I seen at the weekend do oh. it. <laughs> um, but I had like my bag with me, and I was like, should I go in? <laughs> I probably best not to. <laughs> the also, it's, it's hot as hell. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, smash into pieces. Uh, smash into pieces are a Swedish alternative electronic rock band. Um, they're very they're very different live than they were listening through albums. I'd actually say that albums <coughs> were heavier than they were live, which is it's not something that seems to happen. Usually, it's it's flipped. It's the other way. They sound heavier in person. Mm. But I I enjoyed what I heard. I didn't stay for the whole set, but I enjoyed what I heard, and it was definitely very different to a lot of the other music that I listened to over the weekend. So it was nice just to have that that break of a little bit of something different between the bands. Cool. So uh, Dan and I went to see Witch Fever for a say doom laden post rock. Yeah, it's hard to yeah. describe them really. They they they're hard to pin down, aren't they? Which is part of the reason I like them. Yeah, we saw and them support cancer. They're very good. I mean, they're they're yeah. Well, yeah, like you say, we saw them support counterparts in Mama Roos and they were good then as well. And uh, yeah, yeah, with a very feminist, angry take on thing, which is great. Yeah, good energy again as well. And uh, it was nice to see a fair amount of people there for them as well, which was uh, yeah, yeah. There, there was a decent track. crowd in the fourth stage all weekend i don't know if that was a shade thing but that's not yeah yeah there, there was a good lineup in that tent throughout so i think they're a little bit of both so it's good that some of these bands may, maybe had a chance to perform some people who they don't usually um yeah but yeah um so next we went then i went to see pupil slicer oh but just just quickly while we were waiting between these bands we saw a bit of nova twins on the hill who I, I saw support um and Shikari uh back at the tail end of 2021, uh back in Omicron times. Um and they they were they weren't particularly good. I, I it didn't seem like they could they sort of quite attuned to their instruments at that point. Um but they've had a big uh time since then. So I don't know if that was just rust from the pandemic, um, because they've been nominated for a Mercury Prize. Uh they sounded really great. Yeah, well, we only saw a bit of it, as you say, yeah. but it sounds good to me. Yeah, a lot of uh, um, Rage Against Machine worship in the yeah. guitar yeah. and stuff, and uh, they're similarly angry about what they're singing about in a, an infectious way. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. They sounded a lot heavier on that stage than they did on their records, which I think is a bit, there might be a bit of a theme with some of these newer bands in not sound, they, they need to sound a bit heavier on record. I would agree. Yeah. I yeah. think it's a thing to get on the radio, but I don't think it's working. Yeah, it's called doing a fever three three three. Yeah, but I, I think fever three 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 have just blown blown up any chances for themselves. I don't know. I think Nova Twins as well. They've had a huge, huge media and publicity drive recently. They are everywhere you look yeah, yeah. on all the social medias. Um, got the download advertising constantly. Somebody is pushing them hard at the moment. Well, well, again, the Mercury Prize means yeah. a lot to certain yeah. groups as well. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, bands that play Download don't get nominated for Mercury Prizes. So I can see that, yeah. it's, whether it's organic or not. But I think, yeah, if you've got a band that's that acclaimed, it's good to have a, put them front and centre. Um, yeah, so we went to see Pupil Slicer, who um, 
I mean, you love their first album, Dan. Yeah, I do. Uh, I love the new album. Um, I I think this is the possibly one of the first times they've played material off the new album. Um, and I don't think they've quite figured out how to do it yet. I am not a fan of the new album at the moment. May grow on me. I like the, I, I mean, I just like the, conv, the early Converge feral nonsense of the first album. And this album's, I don't know, toned that down a bit. And live, it all just seems a bit ramshackle to me. I can't really get to grips with what they're playing because it all seems a bit too, I, it's harsh to say out of time or something, because I think it's a stylistic choice rather than a competency thing. But it just, it makes it, I don't know. I just, well, uh, it's a shame because I love that first album so much, but they, they I, don't, don't, don't translate it. I, I feel like the, the second album is, it's similar to, um, there you go, first cough, um, yeah. <laughs> the sort of step up that Ithaca did, but I think Jamila and, uh, Ithaca are able to perform that live. Yeah. Uh, pupil size, I don't think can yet. So we'll see. But also, um, I think it's a change of direction which moves away from what I love them for, I suppose. It's 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 me, not them, really. I mean, the new album's getting loads of really good reviews and stuff. It's just that... Oh, I, mean, I, think, I think it's great. Um, a, an audio nightmare. That's more my taste than uh, yeah. <laughs> them, on them. It doesn't feel like a bunch of nails being rattling around in a washing machine. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Helen Pete, what did you see? Is it a bunch of nails rattling around in a washing machine? <laughs> um, no, it was was it? It was as December Falls, wasn't it? Yeah, as December Falls matched up with Pupil Slicer, and then yeah, next we were we watched Neck Deep. Yeah, so we had we got Undeath in before Neck Deep. Oh, okay. Who they were pretty good. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, another band who are getting a lot of traction at the moment, and I can see why they're a lot of fun. Good uh, party, upbeat, very heavy what you want yeah. really a good download band i would say you can see them being on a bigger stage in future yeah but again new yeah you know it's not it's not one of these bands that have been doing it for the last 30 years that are on this stage it's someone new which is good yeah um, so, so yeah then uh have the pete and i went to neck deep yeah um, we had some very different experiences with neck deep uh, why is that oh you didn't like it did you no i didn't think he was uh, at his best. Yeah, I enjoyed um, the previous two times that I've seen Neck Deep, but um, yeah, he wasn't it. The, was the lead singer day. was the 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 lead singer wasn't at his um, best, I don't believe. But um, I think he's just yeah. weird. Like I don't think he's figured out how to do stage banter. <laughs> well, you said to me, you yeah, thought... it was more than that, though, wasn't it? It was like Sorry. yeah. Forgetting all the the songs and he didn't know oh. the, the the words and he thought there might be other influences there. Yeah, he um he introduced a couple of his songs. He was like, and this one's December, and then two seconds later, and this one's December, and um we kind of thought, oh, that's a little bit. And then he he skipped a verse in one of his songs, but wasn't quite able to catch himself and just do a different verse. Sounds like he was well refreshed. Yeah, <laughs> and the two, the times that I've seen him before have just blown that out of the water so exponentially. It's unbelievable. So I think he is genuinely a good performer, but he was just not on his A game. See, I I've only ever seen Neck Deep at the pilot, 
and enjoyed them at the pilot and decided I wanted to see them again uh, and still enjoyed them there. I think I think is I don't know many of the songs. So the few mm. songs I do know, I sang along to those and didn't notice anything <coughs> terribly off. But I, I think it's really <coughs> a band you love noticing something changed and a band that you've seen twice. Yeah. And yeah. Just just want some because uh, some of their early stuff is it's just they're great pop punk songs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of um well I saw them when there was supporting Bring Me uh, I forgot what year it was. Um but there there was like there was very that much that punk um uh, punk rock band back then. Um and that's pretty much all their songs. Um That was about seven or eight years ago. Um, yeah. But then we saw them in, two, I want to say, 2018 or 19 at Download. I think it was 18. They were, they were on the third stage when... Guns yeah. Roses yeah, were. when... Yeah, it was Guns N' Roses at the time. Uh, we saw them there during that. But both of them as experiences, I'd say, yeah, they was very good. <laughs> cool. uh, so back up to the fourth stage, uh, Dan and I went to see Empire State Bastard. Oh, uh, you've skipped one now. I, I saw. Oh, who did you see? Sorry, you went to see. Yeah, no, no. Uh... Well, during Neck Deep, Deep, I saw Ingested. Really uh... heavy, really good. But uh, the band next on the fourth stage were Brutus. Oh, yes, I have this Brutus. I have put them on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Who oh. are one of my favourite bands going at the moment. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. So Br- Brutus are a. Again, I don't think they fit a genre. No, it's well. They're a three-piece band. Um, the lead singer is the drummer, and she sits at the front of the stage with the drum kit at the front of the stage. I mean, I've been, like you said, I've been on this podcast only a handful of times, and I probably about how much I love Brutus every time. I think <laughs> it gets better and better and better. And the way the way she sang, it was only a short. I think they played five songs, and um, God, the uh, voice is outstanding and then you have to keep reminding yourself that she's singing like that but she's also playing those drum beats as well and she's not uh, uh, just doing something simple she's she's mind-blowing absolutely mind-blowing i love seeing that band yeah and i think you turned around and said to me after it's like somehow she's getting better yeah she is just just absolutely wonderful haunting voice while playing drum parts which are infectious yeah, brilliant, brilliant band. Yeah, so one of those, I think we said at the time, one of those singers that you instantly recognise her voice. Yeah, yeah. Straight away. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, sorry, then we went to see Empire State Bastard, who, super group with a, someone who's headlined Download. Well, uh, to be fair, two people, because Mike Venner is essentially the fourth band. Well, someone who headlined Download, someone who closed the festival on the main stage last year. Yeah. In fact. And yeah. someone from Slayer. Oh. So yeah, it's the... Uh, David Modder, the drummer from Slayer, is in this group that have only released one song so far. Yeah. Well, you said to me after this that they're basically aimed directly at you, aren't they? And it was so true. I mean, Dave, Dave Lombardo is just one of my favourite drummers. and I mean, he's released a solo drum album this year that I love. And then when you've got the Simon Neal doing this feral extreme metal vocal, but with all that stage presence and character that you get from being in a massive band. It's just, it was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I can't, they're at Arc Tangent. I can't wait to see them again. I think they're at pretty much every festival this summer. Yeah. 
I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing him. Yeah, and I think to be honest, because then our you know Oceanside have uh, split up. Slayer are gone now. So if they just if he just stops fiddling around with Biffy Clyro, he could focus on this, and then we could have a real band on our hands. No, be, be quiet, you. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. We haven't had a Biffy album in two years. It's too long. Anyway, um, uh, Heather P, what were you seeing at this point? Uh, asking uh, Alexandria, wasn't it? Yeah, we've seen a ask... massive crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asking was big because I think we met up with Steve and his family. Yeah, and asking. And it was a we, huge we, crowd. We 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 struggled to get to them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... you couldn't move. It was like it was like they were headlining that stage. Was the volume of people, but it was they were brilliant. They're always brilliant. They're one of my favorite bands to see live. They're just phenomenal every single time and they just they this they're one of the bands that actually do sound like their album i would say that you could play them side by side and you would be happy that that is the near enough the exact same it's got like a quality control to them excellent yeah cool. I, I don't i don't think that it's sort of not been a thing for a few years and it sounds like oh they're suddenly they're back and really popular um yeah. so during uh during well, i think my, sorry i think claire saw Pendulum. Oh, how yeah. are Pendulum, Claire? Sorry. You yeah, they were back really and forth. Good. yeah, they were really good. At, at what you expect them to be, really. Very dancey, lots of fun. Um, I was very tired, so I didn't do much <laughs> dancing, but they were, yeah, they were really good. Yeah, I saw the end of Pendulum as, like, half a Pendulum as well from, after coming from Askin, Alexander. So, and I, I agree, they were a really good set. Um, good, good tunes. So I, I nipped off during Empire State Bastard to see Pup, um, who put in a good set. I think maybe at the moment Download isn't quite their festival. Like, I think they're a Trees band. Um, it wasn't the biggest crowd I'd seen on the third stage, but this was the only band I saw on the third stage all weekend. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, they played a, a great set, ended with two songs off DVP, which is sort of one of their less, well, it's their second albums. It's not as well known as the last two. Um, but yeah, re- really fun set. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I tried to see some of Evanescence. Well, I, I had some had some food and watched a bit of Architects, who seemed to be playing great. Anyone else see Architects? Yeah, so Architects. I wanted to see them for years, and I've never got around to seeing them. So it was it was amazing to see them, and they didn't let that like they didn't let me down. So <laughs> absolutely amazing. Yeah, I saw a bit of Architects as well, and um, I'm not so keen on the latest material, and they were a little bit heavy on that, but. Again, that's more my taste. I thought they uh, they sounded great, and they uh, yeah, it was good. Enjoyed it. Um, yeah, and then I made a first of a couple of hours at the festival. I were not. I wanted to see Evanescence, so I went round past the third stage to go catch Evanescence. Um, that crowd was insane. But I made the foolish thing is like, well, I want to see Carpenter Brute, so I'll get towards the right hand side of the stage, so I can nip off doing Carpenter Brute and I've got enough time. I spent the next, I think, 25 minutes trying to get through the biggest crowd that the second stage has ever seen. Did anyone else see Evanescence? No, but from where I was sat on the first stage, I turned around and I could just see the Evanescence crowd. Like, yeah, it, the, fir- the first was stage insane. was pretty... The first stage field was pretty um, pretty bare for the first uh, stage at that point. Obviously, they were doing the switch, uh, setting up for Bring Me uh, at that point. But yeah, it was um, 
very <laughs> yeah, yeah it, the, the crowd it was massive the... i i think i think that's possibly put them evanescence as a shout for a headliner at some point if they can yeah so i didn't get to do my 2003 nostalgia sadly um <laughs> i should have i should have either just stayed on the left hand side and then ducked back through and gone round or watched the rest of architects but i didn't either um Basically, I could see going under for a bit before nipping out to Carpenter Brute. Well, it's like we, <clears throat> when you started, you alluded to uh, bands possibly being booked on the wrong stage. That sounds like a, a clear one. They should be a main stage band. Yeah, but I don't know where they would have fit in on that on that Friday, to be honest. I mean, I, I sort of... The last time Evanescence played Download, they had no crowd reaction. Uh, I remember this was back the first download we went to they had a karaoke stage and some people had obviously come to evanescence they were sub headlining and every time they picked a karaoke song people would boo and throw things at people for picking evanescence right but downloads changed quite a lot in the last 16 years but i wonder if there was a little bit of well they you know they're better on the second stage because the people who really want to see them will go see them was actually i think there's a generation of people who've grown up with that band now yeah um yeah and yeah. the the download 2007 crowd was still there were a lot of the slayer uh, <coughs> bullet belt type people who wouldn't accept anyone that wasn't a thrash band from the 80s um so maybe that's why but i i think next sunday come they may be within shout of headlining because that that was bananas insane yeah. it was it was the biggest crowd the second stage had all weekend yeah uh, the, the the since they've had that format's the biggest crowd I've seen. Crazy. Yeah, I mean the only the only thing that was even close was Baby Metal in twenty eighteen, which was massive, but you could still get around. Yeah, you could you could still walk right round because I remember yeah. just. Um. So yeah, Dan and I went to see Carpenter Brute. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, I thought it was really good. I actually prefer this to Perturbator. Yeah, which is interesting because I prefer Perturbator, but this is comparing two absolutely superb sets so uh they were yeah, both great. yeah again it's this heavy retro 80s synth wave he's kind of a pioneer of the scene though isn't he he's, he's yeah. one of the names and yeah it was, it was great again live drummer uh, i think he had a live bass player as well yeah, so it was, yeah it was it was more of a band yeah and it was it was just superb just infectious yeah, yeah. couldn't yeah. help but move to it again perfect party band really wonderful Right, so uh, Adam and Pete, you were staying around the main stage for a good reason, weren't you? Yes, yeah. Um, definitely. definitely. We <laughs> just didn't move because we were waiting for uh, Bring Me the Horizon to come on, which was the band that really made us buy tickets. It was sort of the reason that we finally went, okay, we'll go this year. Um, yeah. And just didn't disappoint they were for me the best performance of the entire weekend and i i i think that open was just perfect Beautiful. like that that like like um since i think it was that's the spirit i haven't really listened to them as much as i used to i used i used to buy all the albums and stuff um but like this show was just amazing it's made me like their music a lot more even even the songs that they hadn't like i didn't enjoy the on the albums i kind of enjoyed them really uh, listened to them live um 
So yeah, definitely amazing uh, to listen to. Great show that they put on because obviously there's the they put on quite the big show. Um, they they also had that going the whole weekend with the religious cult thing that they yeah. uh, was that they was they was using to advertise obviously their new album and obviously the the new tour that was coming up. Um, so Maybe. yeah. I mean, I just need to speak to the set list because for Bring Me the Horizon, the set list was phenomenal. The only thing that kind of felt like a normal Bring Me set list to me was they ended on Can You Feel My Heart, which is something that is the regular song that they'll end on. But the mix of albums and releases that they they put through it, they had, I think, at least a song from almost every album bar perhaps the first album. They had a song in there from it and his voice just... He's had a lot of issues with his voice, as Ollie, but um, his voice was just phenomenal. There was no yeah. sign of any of the damage that he, he's done to it over the years. It, you could just tell that he's been putting some effort into taking care of it again. Yeah, because uh, when I see him in, seen him in Doncaster, he was um, he did a um, can't think of the song off the top of my head, uh, but one of the one of the, like the scream scream songs, and literally his voice was buggered uh, at that point, and. He's done. He's done so much work on his, uh, on his voice, and he just there's nothing wrong. I couldn't like fault Ollie's voice at all. He was amazing. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously, yeah. Da- Dan and obviously, Kevin yourself uh, joined us a bit later, and you you guys had very different opinions going into it, didn't you? Well, <laughs> yeah. We 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 only missed. I think we missed the first song or so. Um, yeah. And yeah, when when they were announced, I was a bit disappointed. Um, and I up until they changed the Clash Finders around, I assumed I wasn't going to see them. I thought Carpenter Brute was going to clash with them. So wh- when that changed, like, well, well, I'll give it a go. Um, I I do more than that. I like Sempaternal, so I I do maybe have a bit more of an in with this band. But this was to me the biggest surprise of the weekend. How brilliant they were. This, this was a we we don't get many new headliners at download. It doesn't happen very often. Um, and in the last sort of thirteen years, I mean that we had the famous Slipknot two thousand nine stepping up. We, we are headlining to stay. We will headline every festival we go to from now on. Um, and more recently, Avenged Sevenfold had a couple of those. Now Avenged Sevenfold didn't, in my opinion, take their chance. They they came out. They looked boring. They had a bit of a show, but it was just like this is. You know, what what is this? Bring me took their chance and some. It was a, it was a brilliant headline set. Absolutely, like I said, the show was incredible. Yeah, um, they yeah, sounded it's... great. Sorry, I'm no. not. Um, I was just going to say. I mean, like you've alluded to, I've I've never been a particular fan of any of their albums. I'm not someone who's ever anything against them. And my f- intention <clears throat> was to see 20 minutes of them after Carpenter Brute, just out of interest, really. And not only did I end up staying for the whole thing, but I've actually got a ticket for their uh, upcoming arena tour off the back of it. I think it was absolutely marvellous. Brilliant. Absolutely loved it. And yeah, again, all four of us have, haven't we? All four of us have now got tickets to see them on their next tour. Yeah. And yeah. that's a big a, a big shift. And it was because they were that good. It was just, yeah, he's a, he's a showman and a half, Holly Sykes. It was, uh, yeah, real spectacle. Loved it. I think even songs that I think I don't like, but they played them really well. And they like yeah. the, the way the live, 
the way they did them live was just brilliant. It's you know, this is this is how to do a, fe a festival headlining show. This is a band that knows how to do it and knows how to perform that. And I think fair play to them. They've won so many more fans over with that performance. Yeah, I think I think they'll probably headline download every four years now, something like that. I can't, and I think it's can't. needed. It's the, yeah. I mean, the big bands you've got to headline download are they're getting on a bit now. Like oh, they're yeah. not going to want to do this forever. No. And so I think it's about time that some of the new blood bands did step up. And I'm glad that it's a band like Bring Me the Horizon that I think have been going for quite a while now and do really deserve that step up. Well, it's, it's, as Kev said, it's a big slot and it's a coveted thing as well. And I think if you get the chance, you've really got to turn up and really show that you deserve to be there. And some bands haven't done that to the extent that Bring Me the Horizon did. It was It's so obvious that they should be a download headliner. It's just, no, they couldn't play another slot at the festival ever again because it's, it's so obvious that they belong in that slot so yeah it was really special really and again a big surprise and i love to be surprised in that way that uh, yeah, it, it a new band it's 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 great stuff yeah i mean they've just so they've, they've, announced, they've announced this tour they sold out the o2 in one day yeah, yeah. Sold out. so they've, they've done another day at the o2 so yeah, which is big. Are, that's yeah, big yeah, numbers yeah. for any and band. And that's not just playing the O2 and the O2 only. That is playing arenas throughout the country. A lot of arenas. Yeah. That is a legitimately massive band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They had to announce a second London uh, yeah. date, but um, they also sold out their hometown one at Sheffield, and it's out Cardiff as well. Oh, they sold out Cardiff, did they? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, sold there out. Yeah, was a, they sold out. Four, I think they sold out four different arenas. But I remember thinking it was the one we had tickets to, and obviously the one. Yeah. You guys are doing. Oh, yeah, Cardiff Arena is small. Yeah. Tend to sell I, out, I don't have uh, Sheffield that, Arena isn't Sheffield Arena is quite big. Yeah, it's uh, but that's really it, you know that's in a couple of days. I mean, a day it must have yeah yesterday yeah. it went on it's in a day. So yeah, um, yeah, fair play to them. Um, so we're on to Saturday, which I don't know is hot, hottest weather we've had in a festival in this country that I've been to, maybe. Until Sunday, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I think it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. getting hotter. When you thought was it was the... going to stop, it just kept going. So, yeah. Suddenly it was the day that you came back, wasn't it, Kev, that you was like, you've got a massive migraine and stuff coming No, up. no, it was uh, Saturday night. So yes. I, I think in hindsight, there might, there might have been sesame on the falafel salad I have, which I'm mildly allergic to. Oh. oh, okay. So it may have been that. I had, I had Des some very. Sesame was syndrome. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I, because yeah. I had um... very, I, I, I sort of got into the, got into the tent that night. Couldn't even like bring up the energy to like get changed. I sort of lay there on the sleeping bag and had some very strange dreams. And then two hours later, I woke up and like, what is going on? Um, so <laughs> it was interesting, interesting Saturday night. And that was right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, Saturday for Dan and I start with Static Dress, who I've seen a few times now in the in open up stage. This time it wasn't the fourth stage, it was the second stage. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, the first time I sort of saw them live was they supported Creeper when they did that lockdown live stream show back in the, those wonderful times. And um, so, so, when you think back at it now, I was like, oh, why? 
Yeah. <laughs> but no, they were very good. Um, what struck me about Static Dress is they had a, a person on a cross like Jesus for the whole set, which they never referred to once. Yeah. This thing, so this guy was just being crucified, and it, they didn't even mention it. So my, that poor guy up there. My theory is that that guy won a contest. Like, oh, you get to come on stage as Static Dress. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, they, didn't, they didn't read the terms and conditions. <laughs> the way the temperature will be twenty eight degrees. You will be fully clothed on a cross on a hot stage. <laughs> no, they were good. Yes. Did you, did you make? What time did you make it in on the? Uh... Oh gosh, I think it was about two o'clock before okay. we crawled into the arena on yeah, Saturday. I, mean, I, I think it, even when we got in, we were stumbling around, just kind of. It's just heat and exhaustion by that point. Yeah, you think that's think... the that's like normally feels like the Sunday, and it was we had an, another day to go after this, so running think, on reserves a little bit. I think that was the problem. Like usually, when you get to the the third day, and it's like, oh, I'm really tired, but I've just got one day to go. I get a little bit of a like energy boost. It's like, I'm like, well, let's enjoy the last day because I won't be coming back for you know, I'm not coming back for a year. Um, but yeah, when it was the third day, it was Saturday. So, oh, so hot. Um, yeah, so after that, we went to see Strafe on the Path. Yeah, which, who, um, who were very good. They always, again, they were great. Yeah. Ma- massive crowd early on. Great. Yeah. Hardcore band who, like, hardcore band who six years ago I saw this with about 40 other people in the globe in Cardiff. They, they yeah. seem to be getting uh, pretty big now. Yeah, and it's, well, it's a hot. Hardcore band who love Rage Against the Machine, basically, isn't it? And it's, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, Rage Against the Machine style songs. Yeah, it's really, really good. And yeah, Bounce, Infectious. Yeah. Yeah, they're a good fun band. I've, I've been good night alt rights to have them. Uh, Anti Police <laughs> songs, which is great in the current climate. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then we briefly ducked into the tent to catch a bit of a surprise bang because they were added really late unto others. Yeah, lovely, lovely surprise. surprise. Yeah, brilliant band. Absolutely loads. Uh, talented group of lads. They are just, they're cool without being at all cool, really. Just aviators, long hair, black t-shirts, don't seem to care much and they just seem really cool. I just... And, and they write goth-infused metal songs. Yeah. Um, very similar to typo negative but no one's doing that type of stuff now so yeah it's great yeah um, really good we'll always see them so it was a lovely bonus that they got added at the last minute and they neatly just slotted into a gap in the schedule it's like lovely yeah really really good so um after that it was municipal waste the, yeah uh, yeah that's right i know the, someone uh, who really enjoyed municipal waste yeah i did Hi. Like them, they were brilliant. They were a recommendation to me because um, I'd seen a similar vein of a band with Kev, yourself, and Dan at a, another festival we'd gone to. And Dan had said to me, Oh, I think you're like Municipal Waste. And so I'd started to get into them, and they were brilliant. And it was one of those bands where I was stood watching them from the side, and then before I knew it, I was in it. And I was right at the front and bouncing off people who were flinging out of the mosh pit and having a great time. And then realised, oh, I seem to have abandoned everybody and all my things. I hope they're okay because I didn't tell them I was going to do this. 
but yeah, they were great. They drew me in. It was brilliant. Lots of fun. Sorry, Claire, I keep missing you because it's dark and uh, I, you're going in and out of the room. Is there anything you wanted to mention about yes uh, about the Friday that we missed? Um, don't know. No, don't worry. Sorry, I mean, sorry if I. I... No, no, I'm, I'm, it's all right. Claire's having got, to be in and out. That's yeah, all yeah we got people here and stuff, so I'm kind of coming in and out when I've when I can add. So yeah, <laughs> don't worry. Dan will give me the heads up if there's a band that I saw that you're talking about. So yeah. it's fine. Um. So after that, I went to see Ice Nine Kills. Uh, I think you stayed around for Carcass. Yeah, I mean, just I can quickly just say it. Really, Carcass are just what they are. Really, they're the the most sort of first wave old school <coughs> death metal band <coughs> that the UK's produced and you know what you're going to get bouncy fun death metal yeah I had a lovely time again summer shining beer in my hand yeah perfect I actually saw Carcass I think that was the first band I saw when I came into the arena that day and I walked into it having absolutely no clue what they were I'd never listened to them before and I, I, I enjoyed it. It was it was a bit of a wake up call, but I was like, okay, I can get into this. It was all right. Yeah, but they're sort of the the big uh, the big old school daddies of of that scene in this country. Yeah, so they they got a lot of pedigree. And as from what I understand, as a I'm not a big fan. I'm just uh, someone who likes them. Yeah, but it was it was very much felt like a best off set. Yeah, so it was a good good time to catch them. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Fun fact, apparently uh, in the early 90s, death metal was uh, seen as uh, enough in fashion for them to go on a kids' like Saturday morning TV show. <laughs> Better times. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, and so I, th I think they were like something like Alive and Kicking in the early 90s. Wow. And that is Carcass. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Um, yeah, Ice Nine Kills. So I, I think that I, I was vaguely interested in them. Um, I think Anne summed it up pretty well. That, so that their, their stick is that they write songs about horror films. And each song is about a different horror film. And they sort of put on a little bit of costumes and stuff. But they didn't quite go whole hog with the stick to the point of making it a show. So it's sort of like halfway things. Like, oh, we're all about horror films. But... Um, We'll we'll like oh here's a here's a clown with a balloon but that's it um so yeah uh, all right I would say who what did people see next my next one was Clutch yeah so for me this was probably the disappointment of the weekend yeah I would agree they weren't the worst band I saw of the weekend but they were the most disappointing because I was looking forward to seeing them and. Um, it was just a bit flat. It felt a bit like they didn't really want to be there. Mm. A bit going through the motions, a little bit. And they're meant to be a very upbeat, fun, bouncy band, and it didn't feel like that at all. I must confess, me and Claire sat on the bank and had a chat, to be honest. We, we just didn't... Uh, <laughs> it's never a good sign when you're just no. sat and you're not getting drawn in at all. So... Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, I was I was at the front, and I've heard another podcast say I was massive crowd. It's like I just walked into the front without any fuss. Um, and yeah, I when they played in 2019 in the same slot, they were really fun, bouncy. Like I said, really got the crowd going. It's like this is a perfect slot for this band. And on that basis, I went to see them on their recent tour. 
and I was a little bit let down by that. And then this, I think, was worse. This felt like, for all the... So Download this year, I think they've done really well in putting bands that haven't been on the main stage on the main stage more. They've switched it around. There's a lot of new bands. There's a lot of the bands that were being booked over and over again aren't back. Um, all right, some of the bookings maybe we disagree with, but it's all newer stuff. Clutch felt like one of the... Clutch felt like how I felt about some of the older bands five years ago. Like yeah. they've gone into that thing now. Are they an older band that just gets booked a lot by download? They were exciting four years, five years ago, but now I feel, yeah, it was it was really oh. boring. It was just flat. It yeah. was just. Uh... Yeah, I agree. It was boring. We, we we started talking and forgot who we were watching. Yeah. You know, so I feel that it it didn't. Yeah, it was flat. It didn't didn't find attention. Didn't at all. Watching the main stage and not get drawn in. So the fact that that didn't happen, yeah, it's just just flat, I mean, really. They didn't play anything off a new album. See, I, I don't know enough about them to, to have noticed that, but um, there's only a couple of songs I did recognise, but as I say, I was pretty tuned out, to be honest. Yeah. Shame. Um, right, so who, what, what did everyone see next? We saw uh, Motionless in White. Yeah, we was... So, just, just quickly on Motionless in White. The... Um, when Straight on the Path did the thing about like uh, cops and hating cops and cops should be shot, they said, "Oh, here's a shout out to Motionless in White." I'm like, "What? What?" Well, someone, um... someone suggested they're like an undercover cop, but actually, I think they weren't tour with them this year. Yeah, the, I don't know any other correlation than they have toured together. So I'm, I, I wouldn't know any other reason for them to be getting a shout out by them at all during the um... cop killing song. Yeah, I not a clue um, at all. They were good. Um, seen them a few times. Um, I mean, the band is it's it's just Chris really. It's just Chris motionless. Um, is the band really? Um, I think he's one of those sort of frontmen that it is a case of if he wasn't there, could you name any of the other band members? And I've seen them a few times, and I honestly don't think I could. No, other other than Ian and Cecil, motionless. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. But no, and it, it was a good show. I don't think it's the best I've seen them, but it they weren't a disappointment either. Yeah, it was my my first time of seeing them, but I re- I enjoyed them. Seeing them. Yeah, we went to see Spirit Adrift. Well, um, I saw a bit of Alexis on Fire. They were. Oh uh... yes, I saw Alexis. Sorry, I missed them. Alexis on yeah. Fire. Um, yeah, who. It, kind of a weird booking in this slot. Um, yeah, a bit like more, more of a third stage headliner, but they're quite a big band now. Um, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I think um, it was okay. It was. I was happy to see a bit of it, but uh, I wouldn't trip over myself to see them again. I don't think it was all right. It was interesting enough. Something a bit different on the main stage. Yeah, I, I think the thing is they're a trees band. Yeah, they're, they're a trees headliner. Um, and but um, maybe if you'd gone to see them and everyone was singing along to every single word, you'd have it would have been a bit more. But as it was, it's like I, again, I was at the front and it was um, some people were really enjoyed it, but it wasn't like a massive groundswell of a crowd. So yeah. Well, at the same time, you went to see someone on the second stage, didn't you? Green Day's Grace. Yeah. Yeah, they were my they're my band of the festival. They were amazing. Uh, cool. And I was really looking, I really hoped they would be. I really liked them and wanted 
hadn't seen them before and was really looking forward to seeing them. So I was hoping they wouldn't disappoint, but they didn't. They were brilliant. So what, yeah, they, what type they, of band are they? Metalcore. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that metalcore. And... Um, they call themselves post-grunge. Right. That's, that's how they define themselves, but I'd have to agree it's metalcore. <laughs> Um, yeah, they were remotely similar. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they they definitely got the crowd going. It was great atmosphere. Um, obviously, they've got they've got quite a lot of of them songs that you can sing along to and get the. But I think the crowd was a younger crowd as well, and um, they came out with like um, some of their biggest hits as well straight off the bat. Really loud. Really, here we are. Very bouncy, lots of fun, and like Pete said, you can you can sing along to their songs, which really gets you involved in the whole crowd and and yeah, lifts yeah. the energy. I know me and Pete both had a had yeah, a mosh and a sing and at the top of our voices. So I know they finished with Riot, we was full on going for it during Riot. Yeah, just so <laughs> much fun. They were brilliant. I. They didn't disappoint. They were so, so good. I want to go and see them on tour now. I want to go and see them again. But they were, yeah, they definitely my band at the festival, I think. Excellent. Probably should check them out. Yeah, they're so much fun. Um, yeah, sorry. Then Dan Arity, Spirit Drift, who are a, a another thrashy revivalist band. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, sort of a uh... Maybe a bit Nawabam in there as well. And yeah, okay, yeah. But it's um, I just can't. I said Nawabam out loud. That's bad. <laughs> um, but no, they're uh, very good. I wasn't uh, exactly blown away, but they were very good. I thought I enjoyed it. Uh, who did everyone see next? I saw Disturbed next. Um, oh, yeah, me yeah, too. I saw the start of Disturbed. Yes. Very good. Like, you know, what you expect from Disturbed, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I originally wasn't... I'm not a big fan of the covers. I, was, I wasn't originally planned to see them because it was supposed to be Greg Preciato that he pulled out, which is a bit of a shame. But, um, yeah, uh, I mean, Disturbed were a band that back in the day, like the late noughties, we were been cra crazy over, saw them every time they played. and went. There's a, there's a festival we went to in Germany where... We went a bit insane with Disturbed, and um, a couple of our friends, well, Hodge and another friend of ours, ended up somehow tied together in a mosh pit with tied wedding with a, we a wedding, wedding veil. Wed yeah. With a wedding veil. Yeah, because there was a man in a uh, wedding dress. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. But no, um, the, I think the problem with Disturbed is there's. There's pre-Sound of Silence Disturbed, yeah. and then there's post-Sound of Silence Disturbed. And we got a bit too much of the ballady wet. Yeah. He thinks he's a better singer than he really is. <laughs> to be fair, I, think, I feel like they played more older stuff than I thought they would do, which was nice. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was, um, it was a good set. I did enjoy it. But it just had moments where it fell dead for me because... Uh, those ballads are just not good enough. Mm. You know, I've got nothing against that sort of stuff, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of enjoyed both sides of it. Um, oh, prefer my opinion, but <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's all how how you perceive it. 
but yeah, I enjoyed both sides of the old and the new. Yeah, I think oh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a taste thing, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. I, mean, I think because they meant a lot to me back in the day, and to the band to become like the ballady Sound of Silence band from the, you know, Down With The Sickness band. I, I think that's mm. probably what, maybe that colours my opinion. Yeah. I mean, and then halfway through Disturbed, me and Claire went to see Gua, G-War. A little bit of Gua. They are mental. That takes the biscuit for the weirdest thing I've ever seen, like, ever. Honestly, it's so bizarre. We saw these in 2011 when it was pissing it down. Oh, it was so weird. They're like this weird kind of satirical um, political band. They don't really make a statement other than just making everything ridiculous. Oh, it's it's some it's very anti-monarchy, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. are, yeah, are they, well, who, they... who are they killing now? Uh, Putin, King Putin. Charles, and Putin. Yeah, but 2011, it was the Queen. Yeah, King Charles. Oh, and... no, they did momentarily resurrect the Queen, though, for oh, a yeah. very bizarre scene. <laughs> It's just strange. <laughs> and then after that, we saw Monument. How were they? I really liked them, actually. It was one of those, we'd gone there because we wanted to see the van that was on next, and we wanted yeah. to be at the front to see them see them. And so we didn't know what we were getting. We didn't look at the band. We didn't know what they were about or anything. And they were another metalcore band. Um, the majority oh, of the band... Yeah, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> a lot of the um, band were British, but they've got a young American. American, yeah, he's a young American singer. Oh, I've never heard anyone sing like that before. I mean, so oh, three kinds, three kinds of singing. So you've got your clean, you've got. I think it's got a name actually, where you sing quite high in the front of your mouth, but it's gritty. I was looking at it earlier, I can't remember what it's called. And then you've got this deep growl as well. So he had all the kinds of singing that you can do in our genre of music. And he just flipped from one to the other. And when he was growling, you could see his throat moving. It was astounding. What a talent. And he's this tiny little American man. Like, a gust of wind would take him down, I honestly believe. And he opens his mouth. Like the devil. I looked into monuments a little bit after the um, after we saw them because I was like, yeah, I want to hear them. And as I was listening to them, I was like, I'm not hearing his voice. He had a really distinctive voice. Yeah. So I looked into it a little bit. And this band has gone through six vocalists. Wow. Since 2007. Wow. So a lot of the only their newest album and their newest recorded stuff has this singer on it. So I'm going looking for this singer, looking for this voice and finding some great voices, don't get me wrong, but nothing quite as distinctive as his. But yeah, very good. Did anyone see anything else in this gap before? No. Um, So yeah, the the band you you spent the sort of hour and a half in the uh, four stage waiting for was Creeper, the secret band. The yeah. secret band. The secret band that was on the t-shirt and then ended up on the Yeah, yeah it wasn't very secret. Well, and they did they... say we're your secret band and they laughed. <coughs> um yeah, so I, I think I 
much in the way Dan's mentioned Brutus a lot, I think every time I mention Festival, I mention Creeper. So I'll be quiet. <laughs> what did you think of Creeper? <coughs> I really like the, the movie incarnation. Oh, so you're quiet, Claire. I really like the the kind of stage reincarnation. I didn't like the new song, the re the most recent release. I didn't like it. It's too eighties sounding for me. But I liked it live. Oh, so. I love that song. So I really enjoyed it live, but I still don't like it as it is. So I think maybe this is going to be a period of Creeper that I enjoy live, but maybe don't enjoy the new album. But that's Creeper. They're, they're ever-changing, you know. I've only got to wait a bit, and they'll do something completely different next. So, you know, I've liked the two previous incarnations of Creeper, but I'm not sure about the 80s synth sound and it puts me off a little bit but it was great life yeah i think the fact that their set was cut short a little bit i understand why but that meant that they did a lot of the older material because it's shorter and punkier i don't feel we got as much of the newer material as we could have if they'd have had a longer set we, I mean, we got we got a, de a new song debut yeah we did yeah. Yeah. so i mean, that was cool um yeah, it was mostly stuff off Eternity in Your Arms rather than really yeah. not too off yeah. Sex, Death, The Infinite Void. Yeah. Nothing off American Noir. Um, no. But, yeah, but... because I suppose they needed faster songs so they could get as many in. Or in, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the only downside of that Creeper show is it should have been an hour longer. Yeah. So, but... It felt short. It felt too short. Yeah. It felt it's... like they had more to give as well. It felt as though they could have gone on for another hour. There oh, was yeah. nothing in their energy levels or anything felt, like that. Yeah. It was brilliant. It felt like they'd been cut short too. So Yeah. Well they, they came out they came out late. They did come out and late. And then as they were wrapping up, you could see Metallica starting in the background. You could hear the thing. So I think they that's why they Oh yeah, they definitely had to stop it early, but yeah. You, you didn't you say as well, Heather, that it sounded like they turned them down when Metallica started as well. Yeah, I noticed at the end it sounded like they actually started to filter them down in the last song because Metallica had started. I, I actually noticed a volume drop, which was a bit annoying because they um that's doing so well, but obviously yeah. because they didn't want any sound overlap, they that it sounded to me like they started to titrate it down. Probably part of Metallica's contract. Probably, yeah. Pete, did you see anything while we're at Creeper? Um, I was resting, sitting at first stage <laughs> at this point. Fair enough. It it was very hot on that day. Hmm. Um, yeah. So we then we watched the second Metallica set. Um, yeah. Wandered across for Whiplash. Uh, and so I'll read through the set because I did that on the other one. Start with Whiplash, then Whom the Bell Tolls, Ride the Lightning, Until It Sleeps, which I don't think I've ever seen live. No, I don't think I have. And it's a big one for me because it's one of the songs that really got me into uh, not just Metallica, but heavy music in general, really. It's a bit of a seismic moment, that song. So seeing them pull it out live, and it's sounding that good live as well. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was excellent. And we went 72 Seasons, If Darkness Had a Sun, Welcome Home Sanitarium, you Must Burn, Call of Cthulhu, The Unforgiven, Wherever I May Roam, Moth Into Flame. Just before Moth Into Flame, they teased they were going to do something off St. Anger, and then they didn't. It was annoying. Yeah, um, which is, I would have preferred the St. Anger song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, battery, Whiskey in the Jar. 
which is listed here as traditional cover. I, I know it's a folk song, but it's fucking Thing Lizzy. Um, and then one, and then Enter Sandman. So it was a really good set. I don't Brilliant. think it was as good as Thursday. No, but again, you're if if either set had been the only set, you'd have gone away buzzing. Yeah. It was still a brilliant set. And, uh, yeah. Oh, just... I... yeah. Sorry. sorry. Um, no, go on. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that obviously I didn't stay for um, both, like for the full both sets, but like what I heard from the Saturday night, I actually enjoyed the beginning of Saturday's set rather than the uh, the Thursday set. Um, you, you preferred just Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I preferred um, the Saturday from what I heard, but obviously I didn't hear the whole sets. Um, yeah, so. I think I think it depends on the, the taste. I mean, my, my taste in Metallica tends to skew first four albums more, and we got quite a lot of um, Justice Rule. On... Yeah, see, I'm, um, I'm a big Metallica fan. I could probably sit and write two more sets, to be honest, for the songs that they didn't play. But um, yeah, so I was more than happy with any two sets i just yeah i just thought they killed it I thought it was brilliant the stage setup was great they made good use of the cylindrical screens and all that sort of stuff it was uh yeah it was well good again yeah this one felt also it felt quite quick going over which is weird yeah like, it did, i remember when they, when they played one and it was like and salmon it's like oh oh surely they've got another two songs i'm surprised they're ending now i was like no this is it it's like oh okay that's been a really yeah. quick two hours so I could have stayed with them for a lot longer, but uh, there you go. Now it was it was, uh, was marvellous, and I've, <clears throat> there aren't many bands who could do what Metallica did, playing those two sets, and uh, I think they smashed it. And yeah, it was a privilege to to see that. Um, right, so we're, we're on to the Sunday. It's still very hot, um, but we have one day to go. So we we uh, were in for the first band on the main stage. Yeah, that yeah. that was a good first start to the day. No, uh, no. I, I said it. Yeah, it was good. Oh, okay. Oh, I was going to say yeah. It yeah. did sound to me that you said it wasn't as well, and I was like, excuse no. me. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it was. It they was were phenomenal. A good start. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So the first band was Bloody Wood. Um, so again, I think in previous years this band would have been, I don't know, stuck in the tent. Yeah, yeah. easily. They, they they really good this year getting the bands that. You know that people are getting behind on the main stage, even if it's early. But um, yeah, so this is a band that haven't played download before. They are a Bangra-infused metal band. Yep, um, yeah. from, from New Delhi, and uh, I mean, in the conversation for two of the most charismatic frontmen of the whole festival. They were just mm-hmm. like, when they talked to the crowd and stuff, it was it was captivating. There was one moment where they've sort of got two singers, and one of them's a bit more on the rappy side. And he broke into this speech in between songs and the crowd went quiet, listening to hanging on his every word. There was something about, they had this energy, this gravitas about them. It was really, really great. Yeah, they were a wicked band. Oh, I really want to see them again. Yeah, same here. Yeah. It was um, really, I, I was um, uh, following my sesame related issues. I was sort of worried Sunday. I, I woke up in the night Saturday and was like, I might have to go home. But I was worried Sunday morning. I was like, oh, is it going to be another tough day in the sun? And then, like, oh, I should definitely go and get a beer now. Yeah. After this. Yeah. Like, this is going to be, today's going to be great. <laughs> Let's I mean, go and enjoy today. Before yeah. I went to download, we've got a friend and who is very into his, his, his metal and his rock. And he's always 
keeping his eye out for the next thing and this was the one band that he went if you see no other band that i recommend at download you need to see bloody wood yeah and he's were... never swayed me wrong so far <laughs> well they were ace i was really really impressed yeah yeah de- definitely a... Definitely Even they had a, they had a few sound issues when we were quite close. The bass drum was very high, but um, it didn't oh, really... I think they, they sorted that out though, didn't they? But you're right, yeah. But we but we were pretty much right at the front, and the, yeah, the bass was dominant for a couple of songs. But they they did sort out the levels. But as I say, it was it, it, the fun factor and how charismatic and infectious they were as a band just cut through. It was uh, yeah, really want to see them again. Um, so I squeezed in Beauty School, at this okay. point, who are a, um, I'd say that, that for, I, I don't particularly like the term pop punk, but they're a pop punk band, but sort of a more adult pop punk band. Mm. Um, I, I, I thought it was good. I mean, I'm looking forward, they're, they're playing Trees next month. I'm looking forward to seeing them again. Um, yeah, good band to see. Yeah. Um, they seem genuinely excited to be a download as well. They were saying that, oh, we, we were here like 10 years ago and like, oh, I, I, and I would have said at the time, like, I can't, I need to get my band here at some point, and they've done it, so nice. Um, did anyone see anyone else? Mm, yeah, I was, little... oh, go on, you go there first. You go. <clears throat> no, I think we were going to say the same thing, to be fair, because I was planning to see Graphic Nature, but before doing that, I sat up on top of the hill, uh, outside the fourth stage and watched the start of Lorna Shore, and um, it was, it was, they were death. A deathcore band, and it was fun to see a vocal that extreme on the main stage at Download. I imagine there were some people who were a bit put off by how uh, how insane the vocal is, but um, yeah, I thought they were really good. It was a bit mad because this is the example I've been using when explaining why I've got a cough. Because from up on the hill, you could see the the columns of dust coming up from the circle pits during Norna Shore. It was, uh, but they were good. Yeah, but as I say, I only caught. Um, two or three songs and then I was off to the fourth stage again. Yeah. They, they are a well, they're deathcore band, but with it's, it's sort of deathcore vocals with a more symphonic metal sound. It's, it's yeah. quite unique. I don't think there's anyone in deathcore that sounds much like them. Uh, which is why they got to the point that I think they're, they've released one album and they're on the main stage. But again, now was the time to put them on the main stage. Yeah. And that, like, I think they've sold out tours they've gone on in small venues so yeah they're a band that people like um and yeah i mean i saw them last year supporting parkway drive and people were basically breaking themselves in the mosh pit to the yeah point of, uh, like yeah like, ravenous support Pat paramedics you know? had come out, come out five <laughs> times during their set with this one pit it's like what are you guys doing and then this one guy was carrying on it's like oh. anyway um because you you yeah. saw them as well heather were you going to say what did you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, we saw Lorna Shore as well. Oh, you um, both did. Yeah, and it was one of these things where we were we were actually coming out of the queue for the bar, and I sort of I hadn't got any interest in seeing them prior, but I actually stopped and was like, I had to stop and ask. I was like, who who is this? And they made me like I was completely disinterested, getting a drink, and I had to stop and pay attention to them, even though I'd not heard them before. And it was quite impressive, really. Which is why you book interesting bands on the main stage. Because mm. yeah. like something like that, people are going to say, "Oh, I, well, you're either going to be repulsed by it, or you're going to be like, well, 'Well, I'll watch a bit of this. This is interesting.'" I was going to say, I mean, because they they've got a very, <coughs> very extreme vocal, and I can imagine there must have been a few people in that crowd who were thinking, "What is this?" And it, it, that's what you want, really, isn't it? You want to yeah. 
want to have a bit of a representation of the the different things that are going on across the whole genre on that main stage. Um, yeah. Especially yeah. early on. I mean, like last year in this slot would have been something like the Raven Age. They were just beige. Yeah. Like, no one's, <laughs> no one's going to be the, the bar sound. going, oh, my God, what is this? Like, oh, I yeah. must rush out and buy a Raven Age record. Whereas some people might be, oh, well, I'm definitely check out Lorna Shaw. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, this yeah, is what, yeah. this is what these, this, these, kind of slot should be and i think they did this much better this year anyway mm. uh, even i don't think we mentioned them on the thursday uh ginger were on the main stage and yeah I think that, that was a like you walked across the main stage like this is an interesting thing mm. like this is yeah, an interesting I, yeah i only saw a song or two of ginger from from walking across and uh they sounded really good it sounded really yeah. thick and, and interesting and yeah really really good but by, by thick i mean like a big weighty guitar sound mm. so yeah, it was great. So what, what did everyone see next? Oh, you went to see Graphic Nature? Yeah. And again, I can keep that brief. Graphic Nature, really good. Party hardcore band, extremely fun lead singer who just seems delighted to be alive. And uh, it was great. Yeah, it was just really good. Again, I wish, wish them all the best because they were uh, <coughs> came across really nicely. And in between songs, it was just very much, you know, this is great sort of... Uh, attitude about it you know so, and they were yeah. kind enough to let cancer about to use their equipment <laughs> legends they are, um, they are playing trees if anyone listens to this and uh trees so um so after that i went to see the who and that's the hu for anyone who thinks yeah, that mid- the middle of the day in, in download they have the band the who the, um, <laughs> It'd be something yeah um i have heard baba o'reilly on a download stage but that was disturbed so <laughs> um, yeah so this is again it's another they're a band that had a massive showing in the 10th 20, 2019 yeah I, I uh that year i actually got in just I, I just got into the entrance way i listened to one song and then i was like it's getting really pushy because people are trying to get in here i can't i can't stand anymore I, I'll, i've listened to one they're amazing no. I, I, I've got what I, I came for. I'm leaving. <laughs> so yeah, they're 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 a brilliant band. Um, I saw them for one song again. This because I wanted to go and see another band after the Who uh, that was playing at the same time. But yeah, yeah. So it's, it's Mongolian throat singing <laughs> metal. It's phenomenal. It's it's it's, it's, really, it's really interesting. It's it's interesting. This is on a main stage. No. It's not just the singing though. The, the, um, some of the instruments are traditional yeah. Yeah. Mongolian folk instruments as well, and it's uh, a unique blend of sounds. It, it, it's just yeah, amazing. <laughs> so, who did you go and see instead uh, after after that one song? Your traditional um, who song? Yeah, it's got. I've, I've, that's got to be the thing. Every time I see them, now, I've got to see yeah. them for one song, and then uh, it, I've got to leave. <laughs> even if you pay, even if you pay to see them. Yeah, I'll just go one song. Right, fine. <laughs> Don't beat the car parks. <laughs> um, so the, the the band that I went to go see was that uh, the Amity of Fiction. Um, that was a band that was playing in twenty nineteen, and I'd been listening to them a lot during that time, and I didn't realise they was playing it down there. I was kind of annoyed with myself. That I hadn't seen them while they was there, so um, yeah, and I managed I to like... drop it 
I went to see them and didn't realise he wanted to see them because I went to see them with my friend and came back and he was very disappointed that he, he didn't get to see Amity Affliction, but I'd seen them. So um, this time I made sure that I did. They are Australian metalcore band. Yeah. Um, yeah, very, very good. Enjoyed, enjoyed the show. Um, yeah. Very heavy metalcore, I would say though. Very heavy. Yeah, they, they, they. I'd say they're definitely metalcore though. They, they. It depends what songs they play, but yeah, I'd, I'd say uh, metalcore. But yeah, definitely enjoyed their show. Cool. Um, so we then went to see Behemoth, um, yeah. who have now, like, they were fourth down at download. Again, they've sort of cemented themselves as, like, they're this, this black metal band who would have, I don't know, I don't think they're anywhere near a main stage 10 years ago. They're cemented in this slot now. Yeah, well, they're the biggest thing to ever come out of the black metal scene. and. Yeah. It's because they're so groovy and infectious with it as well. It's, it sounds weird to describe a satanic black metal band as being great fun to see live, but, yeah, they, but are. they are. They're brilliant. It's yeah. such a performance. It's such a performance. It's such yeah. a show. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it was good. I, I don't think they quite got the sound right. Um, no, perhaps not. I, I love those songs very much. I just lost myself in it anyway. And those songs off the Satanist just sound. Mm. Absolutely epic. Crushing. Yeah, really good. Yes. Um, I don't know, what, what did you see at this in this slot? Do you see Behemoth or someone else? I think we were eating. <laughs> so I don't think we saw anyone before I prevail. I think we were okay. eating, but we did hear, I think we heard a bit of Behemoth, but it was like from kind of like the distance of eating. And <laughs> How I prevail? I prevail, I was, um, I was there up against the in the front, <laughs> um, in the area that you have to uh, go through the barriers. So yeah, they um, good. Obviously, good. Uh, well, I think they're good. <laughs> um, metalcore band. Um, obviously, they've got a po- lot of popular songs that obviously people sing along to. Yeah, I, I enjoyed them. Um, they're good. Yeah, we saw them from the hill do a couple of covers. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think unfortunately when we going into Green Lung they did a cover. When we were coming out of Green Lung they did a cover. So we did wonder if it was a cover uh, set, but I think that was probably just bad timing. I only... think it was bad timing. I think they yeah. only did a couple of covers. I think you yeah. just managed to catch both of them. Yeah. The only one that I can see on set list is Chop Sue from System of a Down. Yeah, I think Chop they Sue, sampled yeah. a cover as well. They did sample a, a quite a few songs yeah. though. So that oh. might have been the situation. I mean, I've seen them a couple of times now, and I'm ne- I've never as like the pull. I've seen them support, and um, it's one of those bands where I'm like, oh, I will listen to them when they're on. <laughs> so we Dan and I went to see Green Lung at this point. Who I've probably meant again. I've probably mentioned a few times in this podcast because I they, they tend to be around a lot. But they are a Black Sabbath inspired. Band doing songs about traditional English, well, British pagan culture. Okay. Um, oh, it's very like they've been airlifted out of the seventies, and it's great they, to see a young band doing that so well. It's uh, do, yeah, this is the thing. It's not like, like some of the revivalist bands. I, I feel like they don't quite. Hello, Ginge. Um, they don't quite. 
they don't quite um, get the style. Another guest. Yeah. Whereas, that's the thing. I feel like Greenland are a band inspired by the 70s writing songs now. Yeah. Whereas mm. Greta Van Fleet are a band that's inspired by the 70s writing songs as if they were uh, in the 70s and I had agree. no energy. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> opinion. I like Greta Van Fleet. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Greenland are great. Another great performance. They are. Yeah. I, just... I, I think maybe they're a band that should have be on a second stage at some point, really, just to get their name a bit wider. Um, and we also saw in this slot, because I think... It, there was enough time we saw soon or soon. Yeah, not for me. Um, yeah, I thought it was, I, I, I liked them uh, going in. I was quite interested, but because they have quite a lot of tall influence. But I think this is the second band I've seen with quite a lot of tall influence at festivals. Interested going in and live, they're just not very good, not that great. Yeah, it just wasn't that good. I mean, I ended up uh, leaving a bit early to get the jump on the toilet queue and get some food and stuff like that because it was just like, yeah. Yeah, it just wasn't for me, really. It felt a little bit... I don't know. don't know how to put it. A bit wet. Sounds harsh, but... Yeah, there was a, there was a couple of people in there really excited about them, but... Yeah. I was uh, I was like, why are this band above Greenlung? Exactly right. And I think following Greenlung didn't do them any favours for me either, because Greenlung were put me in a certain type of mood, and so on were not that at all. So, yeah, it was, yeah, it wasn't great. Well, it wasn't for me. So, what did anyone else see next? Um, Parkway Drive. Was anyone before running. Parkway? Yeah, I saw Bad Religion. Yeah, I mean, I, this this there was there was a three way clash here. It was a bit gutting because it's Bad Religion, Parkway, and Touche Mall. Um, yeah. But um, I made a decision. I think it was the right one. How how were Bad Religion? Bad Religion was a straight up, flat out best offset. You know what you're going to get. If you like bad religion, they'll never let you down. It was brilliant. Yeah, just sing-along anthems. There was a, a big, big guy next to me who was having the absolute time of his life, which, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was hard not to get uh, yeah. swept up in that. It was just brilliant. I, lo- I love bad religion and uh, another solid set. And again, the sound on that second stage was so good. It just uh, all sounds massive. Yeah, brilliant. So here's a bit of the podcast where Dan's going to not like. Well, that, but... that, I heard that Dan was in the mosh pit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I heard that Dan was holding up Winston. <laughs> I um, did see some at Parkway Drive. I'm happy to give my opinion if you wish, or I can no, wait. because you don't like them. And it's... <laughs> can I just say, though, I must admit, they were comfortably the worst band of the whole weekend. And Winston McCall might be the most obnoxious lead singer I've ever seen perform live. Thanks, Dan. Right. So, in the world of people who don't just hate Parkway, um, yeah. I this this was sort of I felt like for Parkway this is a headliner audition. This set, in the same way as like Avenge got to do it in 2011, but this was way more successful. Um, yeah. What do you think, Pete? Yeah, I, I'd probably agree. Um, I didn't stay through the whole of their set because we we tried to go to Electric Boy. Okay, so, we'll, 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 we'll touch on that in a minute. <laughs> we'll touch on that in a minute, but um, 
yeah, I I, re- I enjoyed um, Parkway Drive. I seen the um, 2018, was it? Um, yeah, they had on the, the second the, stage in 2018. Yeah, the the, the good then. Um, and I, yeah, I think they've still kept the same same energy. It's great, great to see. I just found like this was them. This is how this is the show we can put on with a limited. Well, we haven't got the whole stage, but we've got a bit of the stage. This is what we can do. This is the type of show we'll put on. This is, you know, we'll we'll start a big, um, yeah. you know, I think like fourth song we played Vice Grip, which is absolutely massive, um, and then sort of midway through they had Winston just so, Winston somehow Houdinied himself into the middle of the mosh pit. Yeah, I see, seen that. Uh... Yeah, I, I was quite <laughs> close. I was like, fuck it, he's there. Well, um, which I I think I know we said a few people, but I felt like that was a that's a moment people have been talking about since the yeah. festivals. Um, since after festival, like that, where right, the main stage, the, the circle pit around Winston. It must, have, it must have been exciting to see a bit of Parkway Drive where Winston McCall wasn't on the stage. I can imagine that being something that people talk about. See, so we, coming, can we just mute him for a bit. <laughs> coming from the point of view as someone who doesn't dislike Parkway but isn't a huge fan of Parkway, the one thing I'll say is, despite it being probably the most talked about mosh pit moment for me it felt the most manufactured. It felt like he had a plan that at this point, I'm going to go into the crowd and I'm going to see if I can get a mosh pit around me. Yeah. I'm not saying it wasn't a great moment and a great plan for that to have that moment because you, you want something to get people talking. But I think the other ones we saw felt more impulsive and more natural. Yeah, it is. That so it's, a little bit it feels bad. like... Yeah, like cosplay. That's how I always think. There's not a there's not a shred of emotional integrity to the I music. Go that far. There's not a shred of emotional integrity to the singing. It's just a manufactured experience right. that you could have come up with in a boardroom. You know, they're just. No, they're, they're, I wouldn't have I, said yeah. that. I, I think I you can... can tell Dan loves uh, Parkway Drive. <laughs> Someone who doth protest too much. Um, secretly just like he goes into his bedroom closes the door and listens to them for like two hours <laughs> it's his um, secret yeah two, two hours and you still only hear about two different drum beats <laughs> right <laughs> uh... um, yeah I did this this at this point the weekend was my favourite performance so um, yeah they did the whole the mosh pit with idols and anchors uh, and then they came back on stage and did the uh, the, the the string, the four string quartet, which is really cool. Um, his shadow boxing and darker still with that. Um, and then just rushes up again in, with Boss and Vida crushed and Wild Eyes to finish, which is amazing. I thought it was an incredible show. Um, yeah, I, uh, they, 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 they killed it. My well, I know, I know that's unpopular with Dan. <laughs> well, what did, what did you think of Parkway Drive? Huh? Um, just drive, in, so. I thought were an average band with a really arrogant singer. <laughs> he came across as a bit of a knob, really. <laughs> I, I do think that it, it speaks volumes that we watched Ollie Sykes on the Friday night, who is known for being arrogant, who's known for being... Not Ollie exactly. A lot of talent, though. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're so... oh, I, I, I much prefer Winston. I'm, I, 
as much as I liked Bring Me. I much prefer Winston. I, I think it's funny how we brought up that, that like it was brought up about Winston and it even felt manufactured to myself versus mm. Yeah. It, it, well, yeah. You know, it's just they're not gonna be for everyone, are they? That that no. approach is gonna be for everyone if you You can't yeah. be. But um yeah, not a fan. No. So who who did you go see instead, Dan? Uh, I saw some of uh, well, I saw Hatebreed, who were uh, Hatebreed doing Hatebreed things. Really, <laughs> Just, uh, y- again, they're another band. You know what you're going to get, and they played all the big hits, and uh, it was great. It's hard to know what else to say, really. Just Hatebreed. I think this point is where we need to give a shout out to the biggest scheduling disaster of the weekend, in my opinion, which is putting Electric Callboy on the third stage. Yeah. So I'm similarly, I'm not a big Electric Callboy fan, but I was thinking I would go and see them out of curiosity more than anything. And there were enough people trying to get into the tent to fill it another two times over. And it's just like, yeah, I'm not that interested. <laughs> the distance between third stage and first stage was full of people just trying to get close yeah. enough to hear Electric Callboy. Wasn't the, uh, like you say, wasn't the right stage for uh, no. where they're at. Yeah. And I think it was it was worse than when they put The Who on fourth. I think there were more people trying to get in to see Electric Callboy than that in 2019. Well, as I say, I mean, I, I took one look at it and just turned straight around and just thought, I'm not even going to... not even. I did as well. But, and they yeah. were a big band for me for the weekend. I was I really wanted to see Electric Callboy, but I just could not face that, that yeah. crowd. Should, when the distillers dropped out, they put Electric Callboy before Ghost and put Bad Religion on the third, on the third stage? Yeah, that would have yeah, worked. That, that would have worked. Yeah, Bad Religion had a, a fair crowd, but it wasn't it wasn't anything like some of the crowds on that second stage. So that could have worked. But I think that would have been a good slot for them. Actually, I think that would have been much more filling. Well, hopefully they'll play again, and more people will get a chance to see them because they put them on a bigger stage. But uh, I think they would be they would be missing out not to take that up and not uh, to okay. learn from the Who and putting what the crowd they got when they moved them to first. I think it would be a mistake not to learn from that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it depends who they have headlining next year. I mean, if mm. they can, yeah, they might be able to, or in subsequent years, they might be able to put them on third on the main stage, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I went to try and catch a bit of Ghost um, because despite that, I'm not, I don't, not a big fan, and I thought their 2017 Bloodstock headline performances would not very interesting thought well i'll give them another go because i think i've I've warmed on the music a little bit i think i understand a bit more what they are which is basically like an 80s hair metal band with like masks Um, yeah but yeah so people talk about ghosts as potential headliners it's just i i just don't see it i don't know i mean like there was a guy in front of me saying oh this is the song of the weekend and it was spillways and they're like, well, people were just sort of stood there. Mm. Like, I mean, I and, haven't, uh, and the only time I've seen Ghosts recently was headlining Bloodstock, and that you'd think that that would be their big audition, and I found it extremely flat. And like, the, 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 the shtick is interesting because it's this 80s yeah. chorus hair metal, but dressed up as Satan. It's an interesting idea, and uh, yeah. on record, some of the songs are really good, but. It just doesn't do it for me at all, live. It's just dry. 
I mean, to, to reignite the Parkway, I'd just seen Parkway and I was like, oh, here's the other one that's potentially headline. And I'm just like, I don't get the comparison. I, I think it's just, yeah, flat. Flat is the, the way I describe it. I Maybe because it's easier to sort of sing along to, people enjoy it more, but it, it, maybe. it sounded yeah. flat. It sounded flat. Like I, I could imagine a crowd at the O2 watching it and going, clapping at the end of every song and like, but it's not exciting. It's not it's in the way that Bring Me were exciting. It wasn't exciting. Yeah, that that's that's the thing. It's like it's it's there, and then he he came out and said, "Oh, we usually have a robot for that song, but we didn't bring it because it didn't work." It's like, oh, great. Yes. Well, <laughs> and the annoying thing is, is I hung around too much for that to get to the front for Slipknot. So, ah, oh, well. ghost. <laughs> uh, well, did anyone else see anything before Slipknot? No, I was straight, straight from hate breeds down to Slipknot. And, uh, and for me, it was, one electric cowboy and went and sat down for Slipknot. <laughs> I mean, I came down the hill from hate breeds, and I was so exhausted at this stage. I just sat straight back, straight down, and I thought, I'm just gonna have to watch Slipknot sitting down because I am knackered. And that lasted about five or six minutes before I was up on my feet, going mental because Slipknot really turned up on Sunday night. It was. Uh, yeah. Really? Sorry. I, I was, um, because Corey Taylor kept saying, like, his voice wasn't at his best. I'm like, what? What, 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 what are you, like, he it's may like, not best, but he, he, he sounded amazing still. Yeah. He sounded it was. better than he did it in when I saw him in Cardiff just before the pandemic. His voice sounded better on Sunday. It was, and the set list was amazing as well. They played, uh, Custer from the Grey Chapter, which is was an absolute party of a song. I mean, everyone was going mental. It, it must have looked incredible. It was just, yeah, just a brilliant set, and they were really, really on it. Any question marks about recent bereavements and problems within the band and all that just evaporated straight away, and they just uh, they smashed it as they always do. It was it was great. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, slip, Slipknot are the in. The, the download band there, like in the way like Metallica say we played this festival ten times. They've they've not they've only played the last time they played download was twenty twelve. Slipknot have played download headline download five times now, or yeah. since two thousand nine. And every time they come out and kick ass. Yeah. And every time they're invariably my band of the weekend. And I don't know how they keep doing it. Yeah. It's quite quite remarkable. And as I say, I mean I was dead on my feet and I just jumped around like an idiot to that band again just the energy pouring off it and again with with the main stage setup the way it was it just looked spectacular as well and, yeah. yeah see I've, I've never been a huge similar i don't know what it is i just haven't connected with them in a way that a lot of people have but i I'm, i wanted to get away early that night you know just get on get on the bus get home but every time we kept talking about them the time that we were leaving just kept getting later and later. Yeah. To the point where I think we left with there was only two songs that were still that were played after we left. I, I feel like in the How way do you that, walk away? Yeah. In the way that Bring Me the Rise of the Your Gens band that you wanted the headline for ages, Slipknot were ours. Mm. Yeah. Like I think Slipknot were the one we grew up with. Yeah. More than anything. I think that's so I think I think in my heart they're they're just they are that, so I think. Um, well, I think you've said it on the night, Kev. That they're they're like the download house band, really, aren't they? Yeah, 
when you think about some of the greatest moments you've experienced at that festival, a lot of those are going to be slipknot sets. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. They just absolutely smash it. They're perfect yeah. for the festival. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, the set, Blister Exists, Dying Song, Liberate, Yen, yeah, Psychosocial, Psychosocial, fifth song. Oh, it was great. Devil and I, Heretic Anthem, Eyeless. Wasn't it after the fifth song when he started talking as well? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he yeah. was like the bet on with it. he had a bet on with the band that uh, he couldn't get like a pick. They couldn't get um, that he didn't. Uh, Corey Taylor didn't think a pit would start without him talk like talking. Oh right. And <laughs> um, he lost. He lost uh, the bet. Uh, there was a pit going before he even talked uh, in the fifth song. So. That's right, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, left behind, wait and bleed, unsated, snuff, the slow song, purity, people equal shit, surfacing, and then yeah, that that encore, duality, Custer, spit it out. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Right, just, yeah. And snuff was amazing as well. It sounded captivating. Yeah, it was just yeah, it was just brilliant. I think snuff. that was the song, wasn't it? That was the I'm not allowed to make Pete leave until we've heard snuff. Was yeah, one snuff of the things really. as well. Snuff is that one of my a... favourite. Uh, oh. that songs so like okay. fun to play it, and I was like, Do not yeah. often play that. I think I've only <laughs> heard that once. I think, yeah, it, it was was... sounded huge. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was download twenty twenty three. Um, all in all, I think we were very positive on the music and the decisions on the lineup. Apart from, I think, Electric Callboy and Evanescence. I think. Everything sort of made sense. Um, do we Creeper, just... I mean, it worked out for us, but to an extent, Creeper were in the wrong place as well, I think. I think they're, yeah. They're, yeah, uh... but I, I feel like Creeper, because it was a... So I think Creeper were a secret set because they they were playing Slam Dunk. Yeah. And I, they were a stage headline at Slam Dunk, which meant they couldn't be announced. So they had to sort yeah. of put them in where they put them in. Um, right, I do... I would like... I think Creeper need another chance on the main stage. Yeah, but I mean, are they hopefully they're big enough for fourth down now. I mean, if it, but they're, they're doing this tour in the autumn where they're playing academies, which sort of puts you sort of puts you where Clutch are. So yeah, that means they can they can do that. I would say second stage minimum at this point, honestly. Yeah, I yeah. think I think sometimes some bands play the third and fourth stage because there's no. If you play those stages, you can do other festivals. Mm. And I think Creeper, yeah. like last, last summer, Creeper played um, played Download, and they played the third stage, and they played Trees, and they sub-headlined. Mm. Um, so it may be that Creeper actually headlined Trees next year. Yeah. Um, which I think if they do that, that, that would be the, the, the opportunity they take. So um, maybe that's why they want to play Download this year. I could see year, that, yeah. Um, yeah, so we well we we've touched on it a few times. So there were a few. All in all, we're very positive about the festival and the music. Um, but we were homeless on Wednesday. Yeah. Because well, the, um, tentless. Yeah. Well, that, that's where you sleep. So I'm going to say that's homeless. <laughs> festival homeless. Um, because somebody shit the bed uh, on the logistics of the parking, and Claire and. A friend were stuck in stuck in traffic for ten plus hours. Yeah, which is which unacceptable. A lot of people uh, had the same thing, and uh, I don't want to dwell on the negatives too much, really. But it was a 
something that has to be sorted out because it's a, it's a problem that's way bigger than just download because people were missing connecting flights and people were stuck in traffic with kids and all sorts of horrible things happening and it's unacceptable that a venue that's built for massive crowds by definition it's a it's a racing circuit yeah um and it's coped with download for 19 years yeah. without these problems it's got to be sorted out yeah yeah especially but, when like someone's four miles away for absolutely and they're, they're they're spending hours just to travel that last four hours yeah four miles yeah it's crazy yeah well, well, you both, you both managed to get in on shuttle buses while they were in that Yeah, queue. yeah, we managed to get in on shuttle buses, and I don't think it took either of us two hours. I think it was under two hours for both of us. I think mine was roughly about two hours, um, but it sh- that should have been a 10-minute, 10 10-15-minute 10, journey. Yeah. Uh, but Yeah, yeah. I mean, but... I, I, think, I think you could accept a longer journey when there's a lot of traffic. It's the fact that they weren't managing it well enough. So that the pe- there were people that were trapped for ten hours, and there were people who were getting in two hours. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's poor. You're not controlling the flow of traffic. You are stranding people essentially. Yeah, it was um, bad. Yeah. Yeah, and there was no traffic management at all. No. Coming no, in, we expected yeah. a couple of hour wait. That's what it always is. A couple of hours, and you sat in your car and you're rolling along and you get in. Not to get there within an hour and a half and then spend the next 12 hours moving four miles and there's nobody there's nobody coming out and telling people what's happening there's nobody coming down the line to see what's happening there's no signs there's just no sign of anybody from download doing anything about it and then we finally break through past what whatever the blockage was travel clearly for about another 10 minutes and they're straight into a car park so we don't really even know why there was a blockage in the first place it was just ridiculous my, my understanding is the blockage was caused by them directing people from the west of the uk towards west car park which was full at 3 p.m and then when that snarled up because there was no car park to go to they carried on letting people from different directions just go in well, they didn't think we need to get the people that are stuck yeah. into a different car park, which is just management. You know, you yeah. you go, easy. well, this is a queue from here. We let one person from this queue. We let one person from this queue. Yeah. And then you, you start clearing stuff. All right, it backs up the other way, but it's better than letting people, some people in in a few hours and some people who have to spend 10 hours, 12 hours in, an, in, a, in a queue. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, because I think we, we probably need to uh, wrap up from our end here. And, yeah, uh, just, just, um, I just wanted to, the other thing is, I, I know a couple of people complained about water and a couple of people complained about toilets. I don't think for a festival this size, they were as bad as, as being made. No, not at all. No. I know, I know bars ran out of the liquid death at one point, but I generally found you went to the bar once, they ran out of liquid death. Next time you go, they'd have liquid death. Yeah. It wasn't think... like there was no water. Um, Saturday was the only day that I seen at the end of the day they'd run out of literally pop water and every everything kind of. <laughs> uh, but obviously they do have the on-site taps that you can just literally yeah. go and fill your bottle up. And I do think that we need to give a shout out to the security staff here because 
the queues for the water as well. The security staff were bringing out buckets of water and they filling were, water bottles yeah. up at the fences for anyone who just walked up and handed them a water bottle. So I think that the on-site staff were doing everything that they could really to, to alleviate that problem at, at the source. Yeah, I spent a lot of time at the front of the fourth stage, as I've been saying, and uh, they were consistently handing out cups of water throughout the whole day at that stage so they were definitely you know trying doing what they could I, I mean i must admit once the once the travel logistics were done and dusted and we were all in it was one of the best downloads i think i can remember i think it was uh absolutely wonderful so i'm not going to complain too much really but as i say they've got to sort those travel problems out because it was a yeah. i mean it was a national news story how bad the travel was it caused all sorts of problems for people who shouldn't be shouldn't be impacted by downloads existence mm. and it made them miss flights and ruin their travel plans and it's not on they gotta get that they gotta get that sorted yeah because i think like east midlands will say i'll give yourself a couple of hours but if people are stuck in traffic for 12 hours they'll literally yeah. miss the flight yeah exactly it's well, a disaster. They but... probably only do that as well. I suppose if they were coming from the local village, it would be the issue. It's like the the issue was the, the download signage pushing people towards the car park. Towards there. yeah. From... There should have been one person in a high vis taking down the signage when the blockage stopped, and there should have been another one at the other end just going, "Okay, five, stop, five. Yeah. That's all it should have been. Yeah. But, Brilliant. Yeah. So, well, thank yeah. you all. Yeah. Join us been uh great to relive it it was uh, as i say yeah. brilliant yeah. download and it was so nice to uh i mean i, I was pretty sure it was going to be my last one but um i don't think it will be after that it was too no, good it really redeemed itself yeah it was so it was just okay. so, good, so but we'll, we'll all right we'll just finish with any hopes for headliners for next year or any my bands. chemical romance yeah i mean that's that's the, probably the big one yeah. i don't think that's a bad shout either i can see them I can certainly see them chasing Mark Chemical Romance. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. And I will be buying tickets the moment that that's announced, if that happens. Well, I wouldn't be against seeing them now, actually. I think uh, it would be good. Yeah, I mean, I'm, again, I'm not a huge fan, but uh, they're such an important, influential band. It would be uh, exciting to see what they can turn up and do on that stage, yeah. Yeah, they're definitely... They're like, amazing. We, we, yeah, we've seen them at the... Um, Milton Keynes, definitely a band that could... Um... <laughs> Yeah, definitely perform headlining. Uh, I'd, uh, yeah. That'd be a Saturday night headline. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think there's, there's the three the three nineties bands that haven't done it, which is Green Day, Foo Fighters, and Pearl Jam. One of those I would love. Um, yeah, those I'd, I'd take uh, Foo Fighters or Pearl Jam. I think would be uh, would be excellent. Yeah. Um, see, for me, my brain went Green Day. So. If, if Green Day do that set they did at uh, um, the Olympic Stadium last year, I think you. And don't don't get me wrong, if it was insane. If it was Green Day, I would I would definitely turn up and see it. I wouldn't miss it. So uh, probably, yeah, I think, probably need to think of a metal one. That's the problem. I think I I think they're going to book Avenged Sevenfold again. Yeah, well, that's the obvious choice, but again, that's that's not not a popular one for me. But, uh, no, I think that would be a me looking if there's anything else on at the same time. Yeah, that would be an early night. I think I'd, I'd probably yeah. do for revenge what I plan to do with Bring Me and see twenty minutes and then <laughs> yeah, head back for a sit down. I think yeah. I think the problem with Avenge is they I've done that twice where I've watched the twenty minutes and just gone. Yeah, that's the thing. It just didn't. They just not grabbed me. So it's uh, 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, a, a, a tools maybe. They, they said they might do some dates. I don't know. It, or it might be, do they go an old, older one and get Def Leppard again? But it's. Well, I think I've, I've said this at the time. It, it's one of the few times when I've, I've got no idea. Usually there's a pretty strong, like, oh, probably this, this, and this. I've genuinely got, got no idea. It's just, it'll be exciting to find out. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Rage Against the Machine would be the outside better, but I think that, oh. that would satisfy a lot of people. Yeah. Rage, yeah. My Chemical Romance, and... Oh, beautiful. Another one. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. Yeah. You could put whatever you want on that third day. You've already sold the ticket. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Great. Well, I must go. Yeah, thank same you all. For us. So it's been a pleasure. Well, thank you for having me. The too late update download festival review. Signing off. If you're interested in the podcast, we do a we pick a month for the last thirty years from the nineties, noughties, or twenty tens, and go through the news, pop culture, so films, TV, music that came out that month. Um, but yeah, if you enjoyed this, thank you. Thanks for everyone who's joined us. For the no, thank you. Review. Thank you. All right. Soon done. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this, please check out Sound Files, our podcast about the music of video games. Drop us a line at late underscore pod on Twitter or send us an email at too late update at gmail.com. Thanks very much, guys. Bye bye.